You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in the mix bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mix of old and new school music from the black diaspora, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, rock the entire nine, as well as news, commentary, and interviews. You got myself on the mix and commentary in DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro, John Judah. What's going on there, Judah? Yes, indeedy, deedy. We are wide world. It's the black and hungry soul for the boys and girls. Yes, yes indeedy. It's Fusebox Radio. Big shout out to everybody. Big shout out to Alabama. Right? Big shout out to, of course, Europe and uh, North America, South America, and all of Asia. And... We want to say peace and one love. What's the deal, Fusion? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Glad, as always, to be able to do this weekly mixture of goodness for the next um, three hours that we hope all of our listeners enjoy. Whether it's through our syndicated broadcast partners, which you can check out on our blog site, blackradioisback.com, under syndicated Fusebox Radio Partners. We're luckily expanding just about every other week, which is pretty nice. And also, if you listen to us um, via podcast, which is accessible via iTunes, Zoom, Flycast, and the TuneIn radio app currently, um, we deeply appreciate whatever means you check out the show that you take your time to listen to us. And, you know, again, hopefully enjoy the grooves, get your mind sparked with commentary, whether you agree or disagree. And with the interviews, get exposed to maybe something off the beaten path. Um, we have a lot of interviews lined up the next few weeks. It's been literally sit down and record interview city. But, you know, it's definitely some lively stuff. So sit back, relax, and stay tuned. And for those who always want to get to the Fusebox Radio vibe at any time, you can go to our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com. That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E. Dot com and all of our social networks, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, MySpace, Facebook, etc., end with Fusebox Radio. So, twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, um, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. As um, long as you come off um, respectful, you know, we do our best to answer everybody back as soon as humanly possible. So, this is a two person operation. And um, by whatever means, we deeply appreciate you touching base with us and all that good stuff. Shout out to PlanetL.com, Ndidi. Shout out to the folks over at Oh Hell No Blog, where we do our written contributions with the music reviews and the independent music lines. And let me see here, what else has been going on? Yeah, it's been just so hectic. I know some of the articles have been a little off schedule, but that's just because, because it's been really busy in our um, local corner currently of the D.C. Metro in New Jersey. A lot of events going on. Um, April, people are going to literally be up and down the East Coast, so stay tuned. The Fusebox Radio is going to be near you. And speaking of that, shout out to the people of D.C. Fit Week. Um, we're one of the sponsors of that um, line of great events, which is literally people trying to help people get into um, their prime physical, um, mental, and financial shape. 
you can go to dcfitweek.com. Um, the website is going to be ongoing, even though this is the first um, annual um, Fit Week in D.C. And there's still, um, as a broadcast time, a lot of free classes people can apply for, good articles, um, tons of coupons to join gyms and other places for free for a certain period of time. And just a whole bunch of good stuff, so definitely um, check them out. Shout out to the entire crew over there for having us be on board with um, such a great event and a great cause. And um, let me see here. Oh, in the month of April, um, the Fusebox Radio fam is going to be representing over at the Free Press National Conference <clears throat> for media reform. And we're going to be over there covering it. Um, you know there's a lot of good people that are going to be through over there. And for my Bostonians, if there's something dope going on music-wise, please let me know. I mean, part of my day is going to be at that conference, but... I don't necessarily want to just go back to bed and start snoring, even though I may be tired. There's something dope going on. I don't want to do any stereotypical craziness. Then that's what's good. So drop an email line. Let it be grown up and all that good stuff. But yeah, anyway, I think that's pretty much it on the um, Fusebox Radio cleanup announcement ends. Um, not too much on the news and necessarily talk about this week. Uh, more so because we have a... Um, a special interview segment as well as music segment from a really, really um talented brother who um rhymes, plays mad instruments, does hip hop, soul, funk, a whole bunch of good things. Actually organic, it's not like cornball stuff. Um he rolls with George Clinton, the people all stars, so you know, the man is serious. And um really good and interesting interview on a lot of topics from the music industry to the entertainment industry, regular life stuff onward. Um, Shouts out to the brother Law of um, Planet 12 Production. He's our interview segment this week. And um, from his latest album that just dropped, we got you know a few tracks people can go ahead and preview. And if you dig it, as we see of all independent artists, go ahead and cop it. Or good music artists, period, I should say. Like the music, cop it. This thing costs money, and like anybody else who puts in their work, they need to get paid too. So check out the Law interview and um, artist segment that'll be jumping off. Got a brand new Black Agenda report this week. Got a brand new, excuse me, um, Black University Radio Network Direct Effects segment this week. And um, of course, the mix of old and new school music that we throw down on the weekly. So, a lot that's going to be filling up your next three hours of fun and joy. Um, two quick announcements about um, people who have um, passed away. Of course, there's still a lot of fallout with the situation in Japan with the earthquake and tsunami. And now it could be, you know, some possible nuclear fallout. So we wish the best for all of our family over there. And um, around that region in general, because things like that don't necessarily just get locked down to one place, even though that may be the main area that's getting promotion um, in that regard. So hopefully, you know, people over there in that region could be as all right as possible. Um, with the human loss and sickness and stuff that's going on over there. Um, two um, pretty big losses as of broadcast time. <clears throat> Excuse me. On the entertainment end, um, the first one that happened earlier in the week was of singer Loletta Holloway. Um, no doubt. People who may not necessarily know her name definitely know her voice in multiple generations. For some of my people in the 70s, um, she rolled with um, Saw Soul. She was the main voice on a lot of hits over there. Love Sensation, um, Dreamin', a whole bunch of good thing songs on that level. That if you go to like the old school party, if you hear some disco or R&B joints, that's her voice. Um, no doubt. 
random factoid for people in the 90s for people who knew about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and Good Vibrations. That's her voice as well. She was the one singing that hook. You know, they, they, they pulled a little CNC music factory with the video, but that, that, that was a sister right there who was singing that. Or whatever. And she still maintained them for a long time, doing a lot of house music joints and um, other various things. And as of now, we don't know what illness she passed away of, but she did end up passing away um, of that. And for her friends, um, family, and um, fans of her music, because she definitely has a nice catalog of music. Um, you know, Google search, YouTube, or maybe even as watered down as some mainstream, um, quote-unquote, urban oldies radio is, you, you've heard her stuff. So definitely, um, rest in peace to her, you know, a talent that could really, you know, truly sing and throw it down. Um, she was one of people known as the Queen of Salt Soul. So, you know, she, she got it in. She definitely um, got it in. On another note, um, rest in peace to the actress and activist um, Elizabeth Taylor. She had been going through illness for a while and she passed away. Um, I don't know. Like, she's one of those people who, when you do see her in those movies, like, I think people now knew her more for, like, the commercials or AIDS activism, two very important things. But when you see her in those old school movies, you see why she got props. It wasn't just because, you know, she she was a nice looking white lady. She really could act. Like, people who see movies like um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and things of that nature, you know, Elizabeth Taylor was a beast. Um, she was definitely a beast of her craft and respected her craft. Um, also, on another end, um, one thing I personally um, dug um, through her life, and I was actually on YouTube earlier today and checking out some things. Uh, when Michael Jackson was going through his accusations, they both had a um, really close relationship till he died. No doubt. And whatnot. Um, she always had his back. There were family members that had Michael Jackson's back. During, you know, the child porn accusations. And if you want to go on YouTube, there's an awesome interview clip when she was on Larry King a while back. And I think it was after the second round of child accusation um, situation that Mike was over overseas staying in Bahrain. Uh-huh. And you kind of tell that Larry King was kind of trying to bait her into saying something funny. But she was like, no, nah, you know, Mike and I had a lot in common. We both, you know, came through and never really had a childhood because we both started our careers very early. Uh, due to our parents and other various things and you know yes I think you know y'all stay in touch etc etc and you know when Larry tried to make it seem like you know he was on that funny stuff she shut him down hard by she shut him down like hard like look I've been around when he was with kids that stuff wasn't abnormal whatever whatever and one thing I thought was interesting with um this particular interview was that Larry King was like so do you think he's gonna come back to the states she's like why would he come back to the states you know, y'all treat him like dirt. Why would he come back over there? No, no. He don't need to do that. She was like straight up about it too. There was like no stuttering or nothing. No, I mean, no. you know, at that stage, of course, Elizabeth Taylor's like in that. I think that old person's day where she don't care what she say. But uh, yeah, I had to appreciate that. No, no. I really, really had um to appreciate that. And, you know, they you know supposed to had a very, very close relationship from when they first met onward. No, and no. I think for some people might be like, well, why are y'all mentioning her on the black radio show? I mean, I just think that that's one example of stuff, besides the fact that her AIDS activism, when it wasn't hip to be on that type of activism. She was on that because when AIDS first came out, people always thought it was just, you know, poor people, black and, blacks and gays who were getting it. And she was always, like, from the, from the gate talking about raising money and doing research and stuff for that. 
So, you know, in this day and age where, you know, you see people more doing the charity thing when they feel they're going to get a tax write-off, that has to be appreciated. You know, she had her place in Hollywood for quite a few years when that went down. So that wasn't necessary, necessarily, on a fame level for her to do. You know what I'm saying? No, no. So, um, yeah, I think even I think she even got buried in the same cemetery Mike got buried in. Or whatever. So, you know, do some research on her. I mean, I've read up a bit on Elizabeth Taylor. I've seen some um, documentaries. Um, she definitely lived a colorful and interesting life. But I think from old Hollywood, she was one of those people who I think consistently had a pretty solid vibe, even when things started to turn to the tabloid age. So, you know, I think that in an age where you almost get over flooded with stars information or if they give it to you or PR people or whatever else, um, to see somebody who accomplished a lot of stuff and still was grounded, I think needs to be appreciated. You know, whereas we're in an in age where somebody gets like a website link and they act like, you know, they they the biggest, you know, heap of poo in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to restrain myself because, of course, we're FCC ready and clean and all that. But you know what I mean. So, um, definitely respect to both of those ladies and, um, you know, again, condolences to their friends and family and fans to check out both of their work. There's um, some real nice work for people who are just like the creative side of things. No doubt. And see what's going on. Um, let me see here. I think that's about it. Like I said, not too much stuck out. Oh, one quick story. Um, the FBI has officially gotten a billion dollars to um, up their biometrics um, surveillance and scanning. So, in other words, when people talk about that eye in the sky, that, that's what they're trying to aim for. And that's not necessarily going to be scanning just criminals either. So, that's something to think about really hard. Um, check out rawstory.com. They got a lot more information on that. But that, that was approved. And, of course, you're not seeing that on mainstream TV. No doubt. So, you know, things going on with that. And whatever the hell is going on in Libya, that's, I don't know, to me the situation is nervous. I'm not saying that Gaddafi was the most wonderful guy in charge in the world or anything like that, but when all of a sudden it feels like, my pers- this is my personal opinion, I don't know what Judas is, but when it just seems like all of a sudden the U.S. is all up in people's business, even though it's supposed to be a U.N. operation, so people can settle things amongst themselves... I don't know. It just feels funny to me. It just feels funny style to me. I mean, I hope the best for all the innocents who are involved, but, you know, some chess is being played that we're not being told about over there and in Haiti and these other spots where these uprisings are occurring, but time will tell. Time will tell. Well, one thing is for sure is that there's always um, a propaganda smokescreen to make people believe something is happening that's really not happening. And I think... um, the Libyan, the, the, the Egyptian situation almost made this that, made this that way, almost saying it was a wave of discontent. When there are some people who are already un, under subjection or are already under like a silent rule by outside forces already, like Egypt. Egypt was already ruled by outside forces in a silent way through Mubarak. Cause Libya wasn't like that. They had a little um, uh, oil thing going on. Mm-hmm. Which they tried to enforce back in the 80s through the bombings, but in the end of the day, the rebels are supported. The rebels who are against Gaddafi are supported by outside forces. And those outside forces have a lot of money and they're not African. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Gaddafi is having to deal with that and um, basically it comes down to this whether you disagree whether you agree or not it comes down to people wanting to have control over Africa who are not African and put into subjection to people who are African it just basically comes down to that and it's a lot of other things that people put around it, and that's the truth um, um, so you know that's the truth so help me God so you know that's just how that goes no doubt, no doubt. I think one thing when a lot of these occasions happen too is that we got to look at, well, this guy may not be the best person in the world. They were backed up by a lot of these same people who are firing missiles and stuff over there right now mm-hmm. for quite some time. Or people worked with them. They wasn't like, oh, due to our moral imperative, you know, we're not going to use Libya's oil. You know what I mean? Or whatever resource within some of these other countries. Like, I know there's um, a situation jumping off in the Ivory Coast. I don't see the UN over there. Mm-hmm. Trying to be like, let's have a no-fly zone and, and, tr- and try to see what we can do with the, the leadership over there. But I don't think they have those type of resources over there either. If we got to look at the African continent. So, just a little something we got to look at. Just some little something we got to look at. So... You know, I just say with all types of stuff people get by the mainstream news, try to be a little critical about what you're watching. We're in the internet age. You know, search out some other sites. Search out some other news sites. I mean, um, Al Jazeera has been killing it in that region right now. I mean, that's their main region. And it's funny that now with the situation that's going on, you got more Americans who want to watch them, whether it's on the web or check their website, than something over here. Because our mainstream news is so jacked up. So, you know... It is food for thought, man. It's just food for thought. And um, one more thing, shout out to Pharaoh Mosh. His new album is dope. I really dig it. Um, I gave it a four point five out of five over on um, Old Hell's All Blog for um, this week's New Music Tuesday. I think it's um, a really solid album. I think it's a really creative album. And for those people who like the beats, I think these are some of the strongest beats he's had probably since the Rockets days. So. You know, it, it's a good look, and it's nice to actually get an album where you actually can hear that somebody gave a damn about what they were putting out. No doubt. Cause there's some slacker albums out right now, man. You know, nobody else may say uh-huh. it, but I'ma say it. You know, there's not too much that's worth me, you know, trying to run to the store and cop a hard copy or use an iTunes card. That joint's worth it. So, you know, mm-hmm. give it a listen and check it out. I think his old school fans will already like it. And for those who, you know, because he hadn't necessarily had the biggest amount of solo output. You know, he's been on a lot of people's tracks. Um, check it out, man. It's it, it's cool. I definitely think it's cool. So, Fusebox Radio approved. I'll, I'll say that. No doubt. And, yeah, that's about it, man. Any words to the people there, Judah? Uh, just say one love, peace. We appreciate everybody who, who's checking us, whether for music or for commentary. And, um... Uh, we hope the best for everybody, and um, and just peace, love, and respect. All right? No doubt, no doubt. Oh, real quick, shout out to our people over at Skyhook Radio, one of our um, dope broadcast affiliates. Um, I was no actually doubt. on there um, this weekend. People were recording um, an interesting commentary piece, and um, I'll give everybody information when that's up and um, ready to stream on their site and podcast it. But um, it was interesting to we're talking about how lately some cats seem to be using civil rights more as a hustle than something they care about. No doubt. Um, the subject actually came up randomly um, one day on Twitter because of Tavis Smiley. Like when the Libya situation dropped, you know, he's he's had a little 
kind of a hater thing, not because he doesn't like President Obama, because, you know, he feels like he got spurned way back when he's just been holding that grudge ever since. Whereas, like, Negro, it's two and a half years. Get over it. But whatever. And um, that spun into a situation where uh, one of the commenters, they actually have an email from back in the day when people asked Tavis Smiley to speak at school for um, black youth, that he wanted 45 Gs to speak there. And they were like, yo, you know, MF, you know, what is this? You know, you're supposed, you're supposed to be people, you're supposed to be helping. We understand people want to get, you know, a little bit of bread and maybe travel, but what you need 45 G's for to talk to young black kids who supposedly need what you need, supposedly need your message to get by. Like, you a hustler, you know what I'm saying? That That's kind of a downer. And oh, no. then, you know, things spun into, you know, other situations in general and stuff like that. So we, we go in, so... I look forward to um, when that show is broadcasted. Um, a talk joint called the Cipher, and um, besides that's us, of not course. That's not surprise either. That's not those that like some of them Negroes who 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 say that. When I hear those things, especially when it's certain individuals, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. That that guy kind of like confirmed the vibration that I felt when I first saw him. You know, so I was like, okay. Things, when people are a certain way, they will reveal themselves. They can't, you know, they can kind of like put up a pose for a while, but eventually it'll come out. No doubt, no doubt. And, um, yeah, it just ended up being a very interesting and um, good conversation for those people who do check it out. It's, it's uncensored, so, you know, we, we kind of go in. But um, I think it's one of those conversations people need to have. And put out there. I mean, Tavis was just one example of what was being brought up. Besides how the entire mainstream media thing apparently only has five Negroes to talk about black people, and you know stuff of that nature. So, um, yeah, shouts out to them. Shouts out to Sky, the um, sister who um has Skyhook Radio. Um, besides, there's a whole bunch of very very dope programming all over the um, music map. And um, yeah, in Ohio, since so she's from Ohio, you know, I'm, I'm Midwest people. And um, yeah, okay. that's about it. I, I just had to mention that, like, that's something that Judah and I can run our mouths on all day. But this is not the time or the place. <laughs> but you know, if y'all want to hear it, we can go there. And um, that might be the only topic of conversation we have that entire show. So we'll see. But anyway, Fusebox Radio broadcast. DJ Fusion, John Judah. We got our interview with the brother Law, <clears throat> Planet Twelve Productions. He had his album out, The Planet Twelve <clears throat> Syndrome. It's on iTunes, Amazon, a bunch of other places. It's really tight. So we got some tracks from there to premiere in his interview. And, of course, old and new school music mixes and a bunch of other goodies. So DJ Fusion, John Judah, bringing you some 21st Century Radio with this week's Fusebox Radio broadcast, syndicated worldwide, making it happen. All right. Peace. Peace. it out. Yo, what up, son? Show them how we make that legal money. No doubt, let's get to sleep so we can sleep on the million dollar rolls, baby. Roll up, you know what I'm saying? Do it. We lies, lies, kid. lies. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. The infamous small. Get on your jaw, kid. Roll up. Check it out, son. Superman emblem. Make with the mob in Metropolis. We call assembly. At round table, mapping out these strategies. My faculty is world renownedly. Known for four pounds of Hitting up rappers to their county. Highly explosive. It's dangerous. Rap exclusive. Leave them hung. It's shack for it. It says it loses. 32 for something for you and you. And him too. 
Superman, I hold the pill. Ron Vanderbilt, leaving this against standstill. Rap a beat, things real. We hydro from Orlando to Queensboro. Sit back, watch it ESPN. On the 80s, the game's on. My thug's on too. In the dark, the guard just came. Shack crib, the river park. You ain't been doing this, so don't stop. Hey, yo, I'm trying to get this money. It's nothing like legal money. Stacking the cake makes rainy days sunny. One look sun, blue chips and chips, so I can play my way all day, every day. I'm trying to get this money. It's nothing like legal money. Stacking the cake makes rainy days sunny. One look sun, blue chips and chips, so I can play my way all day, every day. profound, it's like mob deep, mission on earth. Bust some speakers and jeeps, phrase of day. Don't y'all sleep on shacks. I reconstruct abstract facts and visuals. Clock speakers that for lock of four residuals. I'm beyond understanding mystical. Otherworldly, super plentiful, physical, very lyrical. My style is tongue slashing, as well as brain smashing. Like in your kick without asking. Critics be jelly, they absent minded, of course. First seems ever to have shoes and mics in the source. But of course, I ride that white horse. I'm unbelievable like Biggie. I represent Newark, New Jersey. No digging. Putting this down for my fam in the future. Into my center, pull out size, juice, juice, boots, and I boot you. H24, y'all gonna see me in history books. Omega Sci-Fi represent, throw up them books. Hey yo, I'm trying to get this money. It's nothing like legal money. Stacking the cake makes rainy days sunny. One lump sum, blue chips and chips so I can play. My way, all day, every day. I'm trying to get this money. It's nothing like legal money. Stacking the cake makes rainy days sunny. One lump sum, blue chips and chips so I can play. My way, all day, every day. The unbelievable mystic, top notch, your cock the mystic. 41st shot, be lived in. Drama, we get it, Teflon. Recommended, fully automatic, approved. Get that vest ready, shook ones. Throw on your running shoes, we run it through. Danger, without the warning. Night, without the warning. Doing the death, you'll get that mud crush. Cream is a must. So in myself, I trust, trust nobody else. And make moves for death. Analyze, wise guy. Queens, red, enterprise. Take this money, ride to all my shorties. Keep it tight, no doubt. We gonna stop me in my infamous clip. 9-6 to the year 2G. Handle your business, get dope. Sip the Alize every day. All day pop the bubble You ain't got nothing for me. We shining, still shining, combining, working, diamond mining. Kid, you still searching, jealous and jelling. Care less, records are selling. Platinum plates, laid back. Life is great and good to us. Paychecks, give me that head rush. That early morning thoughts, but said I need to both see. Sun is on. Yo, what he say? I'll be right back. It's like that. And Diesel Shack got my back. Got my back. Got my back. Got my back. Hey yo, I'm trying to get this money. It's nothing like legal money. Stacking the cake makes rainy days sunny. One lump sum, blue chips and chips, so I can play my way all day, every day. I'm trying to get this money. It's nothing like legal money. Stacking the cake makes rainy days sunny. One lump sum, blue chips and chips, so I can play my way all day, every day. Yo, right now it's a legendary DJ Marley Mar. We on the fuse box. You know how we get down.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. I'm too high to get over, too low to get under. Let my people go. I make it feel so good, you don't need to wonder. Let my people go. Uh, I take away the storm cloud, the rain, the thunder. Let I, my people hey, go. Somebody say it. Let my people hey, go. Somebody say it. Uh, let my people go. Spit miraculously, sit back in this blood. The body chemistry, men's wounds, heals injuries. My ministry leaves the industry in a tailspin. I push the envelope like U.S. mailmen. We need a leader who is not mischievous, devious from Satan's grips to lead us. Won't retract the facts and act facetious. In fact, the rats are packed with facts to teach us. Reach us, easily leave him, see speechless. Read from the palm of the non-believers. Son of they wondering how they become underachievers. One of the best, the perennial keynote speaker. Now I got it, you want it, come get it. I want it and I will show you a way to let my people go today. Let my people go. I make it feel so good, you don't need to wonder. Let my people go. Uh, I take away the storm cloud, the rain, the thunder. Let I, I, my people hey, go. Somebody say it. Let my people hey, go. Somebody say it. Uh, let my people go. They're trying to sell lies to the people, huh? Knowing it's hard times for the people, huh? I knock your ass unconscious, put it up on YouTube, then film a sequel so it's free for the people, huh? Go on ahead and download it, I'ma teach you how. Be as a prophet, a pastor, a preacher with undisputable logic for blasting through your speaker now. I'm trying to learn your monk ass, I'm trying to reach you now. But still you're like, who's this dude? Return to fix shape the game like Rubik's Cube. Chick sees brolic now, ruthless too. Spit the gospel on wax, what he chooses to do. Damn, open your eyes, man, you've been bamboos. By the usual plans, hit up the middle like stand usual. If y'all are telling me today's music is suitable and appealing, and I'm telling you the feelings are not mutual.
What's the deal? It's MC Light. You're checking out the Fuse Box. Bringing the best of hip-hop and R&B from all over. The hottest. DJ Fusion. You know 
you need it. You just gotta open up your soul to receive it. This is not a religion, but you better believe it. Musical by Agua, use it in a Jaguar. Whether you great goose up or sipping aqua, it's the hereafter. Keep it stepping like campus. Bashing your thoughts, eat your words like tapas. Rappers who highlight Africa on the atlas need not rehearse with this profession that we practice. Natural enhancers, soothing to the tissue when we keep it in official. Where the rest are artificial. Black to the tissue, issue petrified. We can't reconstruct like gentrified housing, certified mountain, organized medicine, men, highlanders, immortalized. Hell to ARM, you're now dealing with some African medicine men. To all the cell phone folks, the women and men, we welcome you to the world of medicine men. Hey, hey, medicine men, medicine men, medicine men, medicine men, medicine men, medicine men, medicine men. Best of hip hop and soul music, news and commentary from all over.
broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Ceremonies in several African countries and the Caribbean this week will mark the March 23rd anniversary of the 1987 and 88 Battle of Kuito Kuanaval in Angola. In this military engagement, which Nelson Mandela called a decisive turning point in the struggle against apartheid, the Angolan army, and the Namibian liberation movement, along with tens of thousands of Cuban troops and aircraft, inflicted a decisive defeat upon the land and air forces of white-ruled South Africa, ultimately forcing South Africa's rulers to the negotiating table. Back in 1974, the Portuguese army ended its bloody wars of colonial subjugation in Angola and Mozambique by overthrowing its own government and withdrawing from Africa. Almost immediately after Angolan independence, America's puppet dictator of the Congo, Mobutu, sent forces into Angola from the north, while white-ruled South Africa, also with Washington's blessing, invaded Angola from the south. White South Africa's armed forces were presumed to be the most powerful on the African continent, capable of driving from Cape Town to Cairo with little opposition. The Angolans, even with limited aid from the Soviet Union, were thought to be doomed. The long night of apartheid seemed likely to be prolonged in southern Africa. Though most regimes on the continent opposed racist South Africa rhetorically and diplomatically, not one sent a single man with a stick to oppose the South African invasion. Only Cuba, of all of Africa and the African diaspora, possessed the resources of moral courage and determination to aid the armed resistance to apartheid. Responding to the request of the new Angolan government and to the call of their own African ancestors, thousands of Cuban military personnel recrossed the Atlantic and with tanks, aircraft, and other modern weapons arrived to confront the racist South African army. Though the Cubans and their Angolan allies drove the white South African army and its black puppets from the vicinity of Angola's capital, the South Africans remained able to bomb and raid southern Angola, sometimes with fairly large forces. By 1988, South Africa had acquired nuclear weapons, and its apartheid army had reinvaded Angola with the usual American approval, threatening to take the crucial airbase and river junction of Coito Kuanaval. Cuba organized a massive air and sea lift, and with the help of Barbados and Guyana, which risked U.S. disapproval by refueling Africa-bound planes carrying arms, equipment, and military personnel, assembled a formidable force. Cuban pilots knocked South African aircraft from the skies. Cuba concentrated 40,000 troops in an operation which stopped and rolled back the South African advance clear to the Namibian border. The Battle of Kuwaito Kuanaval forced the apartheid South Africa's white rulers to abandon their dreams of military domination of the region. South Africa was compelled to begin negotiations on the independence of Black Namibia, which it had occupied since 1915, and to agree to the release of Nelson Mandela and eventual majority rule in South Africa itself. A new South African state became the first in history 
to unilaterally denounce and destroy its own nuclear arsenal. The history of Africa, asserted Fidel Castro, will be written as before and after Coito Guanabara. Nelson Mandela agrees, quote, The defeat of the racist army at Coito Guanabara has made it possible, he says, for me to be here today. Coito Guanabara is a milestone in the history of the struggle for South African liberation, unquote. It was the victory of, at Coito Guanabara which marked the beginning of apartheid zone. It's a victory that should be more widely known and celebrated here. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Bruce Dixon. Find us on the web at www.blackagendareport.com. This is Milk D. Right now you're listening to the Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. I gets money. What's up, America? I have something to share. This may offend some people, but I really don't care. If you listen really close, then you will see. It's about this crazy reality show. If you want to be famous, this is where you go. And when you get there, it's not what it appears to be. Everybody tunes in at 8 o'clock to see these people show what they got. And all they get is 15 minutes of fame. This one girl had it going strong until half of America voted her off, forcing her to go back from where she came. Change up every week. Contestants singing wax songs just to compete. They seem to never ever go by the book. You can bring the house down and get a million calls. Stand an ovation, round of applause, and all they could talk about is how you look. That's why I don't wanna be an American Idol. Cause at the end Just to show their face You can only imagine how I really feel This music business can make you lose your mind And I knew these A&Rs just crossed the line When they gave William Hung a record deal And this dude cannot sing, damn Fantasia Barino's voice is the bomb And just because she's a single mom They had the nerve to try to put her down when Ruben started one, he broke all the rules, but he had to share his win with another dude. And that Justin kid is nowhere to be found. <laughs> That's why I don't want to be an American Idol. Because at the end of the day, it's just another stupid title. Stress, heartaches, and pains, I don't need them. Just give me a mic and a whole lot of freedom, and I'll say something that's vital. But sometimes she can be just a little too kind It makes me wonder what she does after the show I saw Dr. Phil Randy Jackson is a music industry vet He's the only judge that I really respect And Simon, that dude has got to go That's for Dixon Jennifer Hudson, you coward Kelly Clarkson showed the whole U.S. She didn't need them to still have success nope. And Carrie Underwood almost didn't win But I'm glad 
become no reality TV whore, or you'll be in the same spot that Clay Aiken is. That's why. for a purpose just to show y'all that I can sing. <laughs> Yo, you crazy, Lord. Yo, check this out. This is Chuck D. and Public Enemy. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. was on stage working up a sweat and then all of a sudden you caught my eye and then after the show i made it clear when i started whispering in your ear you were on my mind for the rest of the night i thought about your flashy smile your classy style your charismatic personality your sexy It's like a love song that you heard when you get stuck on one word. You got me singing. You should have been a thief right from the start because of the way that you stole my heart. And my life hasn't quite been the same. The same. Those cloudy days always get me down, but you bring sunshine when you come around. And it feels good to know that my heart is safe. I start to think about your flashy smile, smile. your classy style. It's like a love song that you heard When you get stuck on one word You got me singing Let's take them back how they used to do on the street corners Break it down right here Harmonize I think about your flashy smile I think about your classy style I really think about your charismatic personality Your sexy Every single time I try to, I just can't find the 
words to describe you. It's like a love song that you heard when you get stuck on one word. You got me singing. Everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the Syndicated Worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in here ready to bring you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mix of old and new school music from all over the black diaspora, as well as news, commentary, and of course our interviews. And y'all know how we do. We try to bring the best of... Everybody, not just music people, but people within the community, authors, actors, so forth and so on, on our interview segments, whether they're doing their thing on the independent end or on the mainstream end, just to give you a little slice of what happens behind your entertainment and just other things that's jumping off in the world. And with our guest today, y'all have heard some music from him a while back with the radio show, and we just recently got his album the um <clears throat> excuse me the planet 12 syndrome you've heard um brooklyn and some other tracks on the radio show and now we got him here live on the phone airwaves we got brooklyn's own law in the building what's going on bro what's going on love i'm, I'm showing i'm blessed no doubt no doubt first and foremost congratulations with this album man i mean People know how um, both myself and Judah roll with how we go through music and just different things with the show. You know, we don't play or give praise mm-hmm. to stuff that's on that, you know, mediocre in, in any way, shape, or form. And, man, the album is live, yo. It it officially has a spot in the Fusebox Radio personal iPod. That's, that's a rarefied wow, spot. That's, that's an honor. That's truly an honor. You know, that, that's not sitting in the terabyte drive just kind of, just kind of cooling out or whatever. It did make no, some real it, nice music. <laughs> and, you know, we in that MP3 age, you can kind of download something, play it a few times, and then have it go away. <laughs> so, you know, this is that personal soundtrack stuff right here. So, you know, I definitely had to big up you on that. It's a really nice, smooth, and um, diverse piece of work. Thank you so much, love. I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I say um, thank you and the rest of the Fusebox radio staff just for supporting me from the gate. I mean, y'all been there pretty much from the very beginning of, of my social media attacks. At the end of the day, it's very, you know, to, to have a, a radio station that dedicates itself to the preservation of real roots music, whether it be hip-hop or just diverse artists in general, you know, there's a platform for us. And, you know, you've been the anchor of, of that for a very long time now. So I want to thank you personally for showing love to me and the album because you know you're one of the key factors on why people are paying attention so that, i thank you so much for that i uh, definitely appreciate being able to you know rock some quality um to our listeners and all of that um let's go ahead and get into a little bit of your background um as i said at the introduction um said you represent in brooklyn and why is that right yes indeed brooklyn crown heights and marks out albany projects that's how we roll all right no doubt no doubt 
Um, how did you actually get involved in the music? Because um, let me just give a quick um, little bit of background to our listeners here. Um, Law doesn't just sing. Law doesn't just rhyme. Um, he produces and is a, a literal multi-instrumentalist. So when you hear the tracks um, on the radio show and beyond, um, this, there's a lot that's being handled directly in his brother's hand. So, I mean, I'm definitely curious to see how you got um, your musical spark and creativity in motion. Well, um, most fans may know already, um, I come from a very musical family that was known, that's been known in the business for a long time now. So, um, started with my legendary grandfather, um, founding member of, of BT Express, as well as um, one of the original members of Joey D and the Starlighters, which gave birth to a lot of um, classic rock groups like the Rascals. Um, mm-hmm. My granddad actually gave Jimi Hendrix one of his first starts before he became to the world as the, the guitar monster that we know him as, as part of his legacy. So coming out of a situation like that, mm-hmm. and you know, my uncle, the legendary Charles Taylor, um, one of the people who gave Donny Hathaway his start. So it's a whole lineage of family. We can talk all day about my family and my roots, but pretty much I was born into it. I kind of, you know, it wasn't something that was forced upon me. You know, you come in, you get born into a situation where you're in a constant environment where there's a lot of singing and playing going on. And if it wasn't that, it was sports. So, you know, I, I, I definitely chose um, the, the first pathway, even though athletic ability was pretty much a, a, a regular natural thing for me. But music was a natural thing for me, too. And there was so much joy growing up in the household mm-hmm. where everybody was singing, writing, or or dancing or doing something that had something to do with music. So, you know, it, it was destined for me to, to go down that route. All right, no doubt, no doubt. And looking um, at your career, I mean, you've been, you've had like a chance to open for various artists and work with various artists. Some people would literally cut off their hands to work with and whatnot. And I mean, that that all is in family ties. You know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah, I, definitely. I mean, that, oh man, I mean, you get to the nail on the head. I mean, it's one thing to have a family legacy but if you don't have the talent or your own resume that speaks values about who you are personally a, a family legacy means absolutely nothing that's just being honest because there'll be there's so many people who we saw come out in the last 30 or 40 years you know they're the son of so-and-so and they're the daughter of so-and-so and then mm-hmm. usually when you buy an album <laughs> or you see a stage show you're not you're not that you're not really that impressed and people set a lot of people up in my position for you know putting them on this big pedestal without checking to see okay what what do these guys offer stop trying to compare them to who they are and, and i'm so glad i didn't go through that you know i kind of you know having a grandfather that supported you know my own direction you know even though of course i learned from him and various other people mm-hmm. he supported the direction that i went in so when i developed my own thing it was something I could call my own, though people can hear traces of everybody who I learned from. So it's very, it's very important to, to, to have that lineage of, of doing things yourself. So I've been blessed. I've really been blessed to work with so many great people in the industry. No doubt. I mean, even when people go over to your website at planet 12, the number 12 law.com, I mean, you look at the first paragraph, you have somebody just be like, damn, what's, what's good with this, man? This cat work with. Amy Winehouse, he's worked with George Clinton and P-Funk and I mean, just off of that alone, you have some people be like, okay, and I need to disappear because this cat has mad <laughs> experience besides all the people um, you've um, opened up and, you know, got your work on and hustled with um, out of curiosity, how did you make some of those connections? Was it 
um, through, um, I guess, like um, people seeing you perform or try tryouts um, or a little bit of both. I, I have a model that I always say, and you know, resume and reputation is everything. Word. At the end of the day, and you know that, and that goes for anything that you do, not just music. If you have a solid golden reputation of, of great things that you've done or you know just just even in a general attitude where people just want to work with you or or constantly be in your company that says a lot so for me musically and personally I, i've always had that esteemed reputation where i was able to draw a lot of people and i think the probably the greatest part but i blow my own horn the greatest part about some of the people who i worked with i did it on my own you know, I have, I've only had two managers in my life, and the first manager definitely um, did some things. You know, he invested his time and his money into my career, but, mm-hmm. you know, in, the, in the, f- the first three or four couple of years, it wasn't able to go to the next level. So a lot of the major accomplishments that people see on my website was done by me. You know, the Amy Winehouse thing was simply because I had a friend of mine who I did corporate gigs with, and, you know, he had some gigs on the outside, but he really loved my singing and my dancing so much that he wanted me to do some gigs with him. So, of course, I met Neil Sugarman, mm-hmm. who's the leader of, of Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings. And as yeah. y'all know, Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings is, um, is very instrumental behind Amy Winehouse's sound in the studio. So that's how I got that. And, you know, me and Amy Winehouse, as well as Zaylin Thompson, um, we made history you know, on her two biggest television debuts. And the George Clinton thing was just pretty much me you know, I've always, that, that was a dream of mine come true. I've always wanted to be a, a, a P-Funketeer because when I first started and I put my first rap group together, our goal was to be better than Digital Underground because we, you know, outside of Shock G, we thought they suck. <laughs> so it was almost like, you know, because you know, everybody knows Digital Underground, they were like the hip-hop version of P-Funk and we were like, well, we better than them because we know more P-Funk songs than them. And that was how that whole thing happened. And just do being around the right people and, and just kind of waiting my turn and just showing up and, and promoting myself and, and being out there, you know, I was given that opportunity thanks to a, a dude by the name of Gabe Gonzalez, who was one of the last drummers for the P-Funk All-Stars. I ended up going in his band, which led me to work with George and live with him and produce with, with him for about three or four months. And I became the official P-Funk member. So um, long story short, that's reputation and resume is everything. You know, you have to be at the right place, the right time, and on top of all that, your integrity and your character, along with your resume, has to be in line. So that's all I can say about that. No doubt, and thank you for bringing up the other part, because we know there's a ton of people with talent, but some of those vibes and attitudes just need to go someplace else. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, I think people need to kind of understand that balance is there. You know, not to be crass, but you know, a lot of cats can pick up a mic. And, you know, some cats might even be able to pick up a mic and an instrument, but if you got a funny attitude, you know, most of y'all ain't Miles Davis, you know what I mean? Or that type yeah. of talent where it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to bite this because they're just that damn talented, you know what I mean? So, well, yeah, I mean, some some people live by that whole rock star credo where they feel that they have to actually be that for people to like them or to live up to some kind of an image. And 90% of the people in the industry who are artists, they're not even being themselves. So you can't really fault them either. It's a lot of times, a lot of, it's a lot of propaganda behind it. It's a lot of people pulling the strings and it's not the artists themselves, which is the reason why the industry the way it is now, because they allowed that to happen. Mm, word, definitely some powerful stuff there. So pretty much a lot of prefabricated type of stuff is being yep. put out there by the music industry. 
Oh, absolutely. That, that's a daily thing. I mean, you, you see me on Twitter, I speak very boldly. I, I have no qualms whatsoever about saying something. And, because, and once again, because I do have a resume and a reputation, mm -hmm. in my personal opinion, I think it gives me a right to speak on the BS. That's just how I look at it. And oh. you know, anybody doesn't have to agree with me, but at the end of the day, most of them do because, once again, it's one thing if, if, if I was a regular Joe Schmo just talking and I, and I didn't know anything, or, you know, I'm just battling to be battling. But then when people see what I've done, it makes sense to them. It's like, look, man, I'm not saying this stuff to say stuff, and this is not quote-unquote haterism, it's realism. Mm -hmm. You know, haterism is when you don't like nobody. <laughs> that's, hate, that's haterism. No doubt, and that's something that works my nerves too. You have an opinion, and people are like, "That's hating." No, I have an opinion. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> hater. You know, and it's, just, it's like I mean, for, that's why I, know, I said this before. And I mean, you pretty much. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know. You, you know, what my moniker is like they, they. You know, I've been labeled the most talented kid in the music biz. But with a name like that, I mean, I used to tell people, "Do you think I absolutely have time to hate somebody when I have my own reputation to uphold?" <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Hello, I mean, no. You know, the bottom line is. You know, there's nobody that can do what I do. And that's just and that's just the way it is. It has nothing to do with ego or anything. It's just simply because, you know, the, the, the state of the, the, the state of the, of the address today is, is really why music is suffering. Um, I definitely agree. And, um, I mean, you follow me on my Twitter. I follow you on your Twitter, which is also on Planet 12 Law. And, yeah, the brother goes all the way live. And anybody who's seen the Fusebox Radio Twitter knows I'm pretty much on the same tip. If something's on my mind, you know, I'm going to say it. And I think that's unfortunately, not just in the music industry, but the entertainment industry in general, is why, you know, quite a few things are watered down. We can't blame the man all day. After a while, people got to look at themselves. You know, it, you know you're absolutely correct. I mean, that's not, like I said before, you know, it, it, it baffles some people. You know, I, I think I do more educating on Twitter than most people realize because they a lot of my fans as you notice they get they learn stuff every one one fan told me that they learn more from me about music than they ever learned in their lives. So, that's saying a lot for me because that means that people are finally waking up and understanding why certain artists do the things that they do or why a certain artist you love doesn't get the same kind of attention mm -hmm. that the other ones should get. I mean I, I made a very bold statement last week about a certain artist that I felt shouldn't have been on the, on the Rolling Stone cover, but yet Janelle Monae is on the Rolling Stone cover, and, and mm -hmm. it pisses me off because it's like you know this woman I'm putting work, she brought something new to the table and showed the world that we're more than just R&B and, and hip hop. You know, it's a deeper level of people doing great music. You know, besides myself, that is not getting the same kind of attention. Because when I speak for me, I don't speak just for me. I speak for all the soldiers. No doubt, no doubt. And I know well, exactly I mean, I what you're talking you know, about, that Rolling Stone cover, too, man. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't be serious. And I'm just like, this is like an insult to my intelligence, your intelligence as a radio host that knows her music. Thank you very much. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of, a lot of people don't understand that. So it's almost like you don't support the people like us who are doing it. I'm, I'm very particular, even just in general, with, with the Twitter game because I, I notice every other minute there's a lot of executives they want to be the stars they want to follow you know they they won't follow an artist who's trying to show them quality material but they'll talk to them for a minute and then what they'll do is that they'll go through the person's followers and start tagging the pretty girls hmm. 
Yeah. It happened. It, it happened to me. That's how I know. I said, you know, they won't speak to me, but they want to be on my page because they want the females to follow them. I said, see, it's, it's all. Of, that's what this is all about. They want to be the people to 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 be in charge as opposed to the artists. And this is how artists suffer because then they'll put, you know, cosigns and money to anybody who they choose to put it in. You know, for a price. Uh, no doubt. And that is a funny thing now in this day and age. I've seen some weird stuff happen just via Twitter. And I think the saying goes, unfortunately, um, with some, and it just translates to the technological ages, sometimes you don't want to meet your heroes. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes you're musical heroes, man. I've had to follow a lot of people because I'm already kind of at that borderline on some days. Well, I'm like, uh, everybody is crazy as hell. <laughs> God, for a few people, make some good music, and then you just like, oh, so and so's on, you know, fill in the blank with whoever you may admire. And well, sometimes you see that you see that they're pretty cool. Other times it's like, wow. I got a couple of stories, so I know, you know, I can't shit too much on here, but it's really, you know, absolutely. I mean, I've been fortunate though. I've been fortunate that all of mostly all my heroes who I've met. I was glad to meet him, and, and some I'm very close to, some I still talk to on a regular basis. Like, you know, Mars Day is a good friend of mine. Wow. Um, Jan, Jan is gay, Marvin Gaye's ex-wife. You know, that I'm, I'm very good friends with them. And last but not least, you know, up until her and Tommy passing, you know, me and Tina Marie were becoming very good friends because I was going to work on her next album. Wow. So, Definitely you know, it, to her. Yeah, man. So that, that, that really, I, I that took me a, a while to really get over that because we were really building a friendship and for the, for the world to see you. people who were following us they saw the conversations that we were having about music and um, what we were going to do musically and, and stuff like that and then the fact that we had a mutual friend um, by the name of Joe Jones and for some of the Prince fans out there they know who Joe, Joe Jones was one right. of the premier um, premier female vocalists in a lot of the early Prince stuff like the you most know, nasty girl that's her singing background Okay, that's not okay. Vanity Six. That's not. That's only. That's only Denise Matthews who's Vanity, and that's Jill Jones doing all the background parts. So she was very instrumental in that. And she she basically raised um Tina Lee raised Jill Jones. So we had a mutual friend that made us come even closer. So. All right, no doubt, no doubt, and don't get me wrong. As as people can prolifically see, I'm on Twitter just about every day. I'll be real. I'm a Twitter person. That's Same how it is. <laughs> and you know, you can do some excellent building through Twitter. There's people I've ran into that I hadn't connected with in a minute musically. Um, there's people just because I ran my mouth, I got to build with them. You ran your mouth? I mean, that's what um, Twitter's for. Well, well, yeah, you know. But sometimes it just kind of surprises you how certain things can link together where it's like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Yo, you something got some sense. Let's build on this or get a gig or. You know, some interviews with some of the um, nice power players that we've recently gotten just because, you know, one is being themselves. Like, it's like if you had a front on Twitter, you're kind of a loser. That's my personal opinion. But I don't know. Whatever. I can go on that all day and rant. But it's not time for that. It is law time. And one of the things we got to definitely get into since we got a nice amount of your past and your building blocks is um let's talk a little bit about this album the planet 12 syndrome planet 12 syndrome um i'm i'm proud of it beyond words uh it took almost three or four years to make and not because i couldn't make the songs it was simply because you know my granddad always told me something he said your first impression can be your last impression so make it your best impression no doubt so i want to make sure that i had all the right ingredients 
the right songs, the, the right attitude behind it. Because, you know, even, you know, I wasn't thinking about, you know, record sales or anything like that. My thing was just that, can I make an impression? Can I give people a, a great album to listen to? Not just in the name of hip hop, but for people who just love great music all on one CD. Because, you know, back then, nothing used to piss me off hmm. than going to buy a CD. And there's only two good songs on it, and the other 14, 15 songs are like, blah, you know, nobody hears it. So um, mm -hmm. I, I really prided myself on, on making an excellent album, and, and as, as I saw in the reviews, and you know, with all the critical acclaim I've been, I've been getting on the album, and just the, the mm -hmm. impact it has on my fans, you know, and that, that just lets me know that I'm doing the right thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's just a great album for people who love real hip-hop, for people who love great R&B, for people who love funk, rock, and jazz, people who just want mm -hmm. a diverse musical landscape. I, I think that my album is definitely one of the best out there. No doubt, and um, definitely all the things that Law is saying, it does encompass all of those music art forms, and not just for them to be on, because as we see with some of these more diverse artists finally getting some mainstream shine, as um, you brought up Janelle Monet. And um, some other various people. Some people are trying to do that to be hip now. Like, you know, like I have rappers get with like hot topic rock bands. I mean, if that's you naturally, that's all good. But it's like, really? Okay. Yeah. Why the hell are you doing that? that? You know, I, I, you're right. I, I, when I made the album, my goal, as it's always been since I started the whole Planet Self concept, was never about playing by anybody's rules but mine. Mm -hmm. And I've lived proof that when you play by your own rules, you can win, even when they try to make you feel like you're not winning because you're not part of a big global team. And that can change because anything can happen, you know, within the next couple of days or the next couple of months. But, mm -hmm. you know, my thing is that, you know, there was no pressure. Nobody put a gun to my head. There was no executive telling me that song won't work. And, you know, the greatest thing about social media, you know, even when, when it started with MySpace, you know, MySpace mm -hmm. was really my ultimate gate to me making the album the way I wanted to make it because, you know, here are people who I never ever met in my life before. Mm -hmm. Put the music up there and I'm getting a whole bunch of fans on a daily basis and it's still going on today. So it's almost like, you know, when the people speak, the label and the rest of the industry, they have no choice but to listen. These are the people who will go out and buy an album. No doubt, no doubt. And we're in the age where, in all honesty, if you don't want to buy an album, not, not advocating this, mind you, you, you can you can kind of search it out, and and find it, but you know, this is an album honestly that is very very worth buying. If you want to get some screening, go on iTunes and Amazon, screen the songs. Wow. You know, see see what's up. I mean, I, I'm telling you, like I I think unfortunately maybe partially doing this radio show for a while and other things. I've been going to so many showcases and seeing so many people. I'm kind of jaded when it comes to. I have a new album out. It's like, yeah, that's nice. I don't care if you're, you know, independent or mainstream. After a while, you know, uh, for better or for worse, some of the quality has gone down. Whether because people don't care as much or maybe people just got demoralized, which can happen. And so forth and so on. And from what we had um, back in the day from you, I'm like, yeah, this should be cool. And I, you know, went on the, the website and checked out some of the preview songs that you have on planet12law.com. And I was like, okay. You know, put on my iTunes card. You know, sink it in for the, you know, 16 tracks of the album. You know, pop it into iTunes for the commute and the uh, 9 to 5 and all that stuff, which is usually how I screen music and all that if I'm not in the lab. And I'm like, this is banging. That's what's up. 
that's this, amazing. This was worth. Thank this you. was worth the iTunes card, and I'm not bitter. Like, why did I do this? And any type of well, stuff like that. It's good to know that, that you that you made a, a that that you made good on an investment of a purchase. Because you know, I think if it would have been wacky, you would have been pissed off. But. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting to be, but sometimes, like you said, you might be like, oh, here's a few dope songs, and eh, this is okay. You know what I mean? And sometimes you don't feel like buying, man, this is okay, because you don't necessarily feel that the artist is putting in their full effort. Like, there might be music artists I don't necessarily care for, but I think you can tell when they're putting in their effort into their music, that they really love what they do. And at times, we just have, whether people feel they can get away with it, or maybe it's just another hustle. I mean, I'm sure you know. Sometimes you hear stuff, you're like, this is dry. It's not even whack. It's not even good. It's just dry. So it's like background noise. It's like white noise in your day. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry I'm babbling, but that's just me. And definitely um, with the um, Planet 12 Syndrome, it's definitely um, not dry stuff. Um, everything from the track we've been rocking with Brooklyn um, to the, which I find hilarious, I Don't Want to Be an American Idol. Oh man, yep. The original title was actually American Idol sucks. I changed it, but. Oh uh, well, unfortunately now it kind of does, <laughs> for better or for worse. Nah, um, just honest. It's one of the that's one of the best songs on the album because it was really written from a real place, based off of um, a friend of mine who actually made it to the semifinals. Okay. And when he came back from New York, you know, he came back to New York. And he told us what goes down behind the scenes. And, <laughs> people really don't know and I remember when we would do shows mm-hmm. like a lot of my corporate gigs and you know a lot of these you know elderly white and black folks it's like oh you sound amazing you should go on American Idol mm-hmm. and we would look at each other and start laughing he was like what's so funny that's the nonsense I joke nothing to do with Charles it's that if people only understood what goes down behind the scenes of American Idol you wouldn't want to be an American Idol and mm-hmm. that's pretty much my stance on it no, I can dig that. I've heard a few stories in that regard, and also um, what back when VH1 had the um, rapper shows. Yeah, oh, I knew I knew um a few people who tried out for that. Um, I'm not gonna shout their names or anything right now. They're still doing their thing, really nice on the independent circuit. And um, on a brief summation, they were telling me just to try out the crazy contract you would have to sign that would give a party of rights and. Mm-hmm. Image and all that stuff. They, you know, before you even get in front of a camera, yeah, oh, yeah, and get on TV, sign away everything, pretty much. That's and there's no way in hell I was going to sign over my social media rights. All this time I spent building my fan base, nah. And I only have to do it over once the contract is up, so you can control it and read my mail and stuff. Nah, sorry. <laughs> I'm a Brooklyn hood boy. My man Ray is no fool. Sorry, certain things you just don't do. <laughs> well, I can dig that. That part I wouldn't even know. That's that just sounds frightening and whatnot. But you know, I'm here. I heard that joint. And I, that just kind of made me flash back to those stories I knew from people where they were like, "Man, I turned around and walked the hell out. Like, I'm not making yeah. a lot of money now. I mean, what the hell am I gonna, you know, do that for? What, so I could put a little logo on my joint, which yeah, might not even because, be taken seriously." You know, they don't realize that. It's so much propaganda in the industry and protocol that you have to follow to do those simple shows where you're going in front of the world to prove your talent. And it's almost like it comes with a price. Mm-hmm. They don't never speak about the price. They'll sell you the dream. They'll sell it to you like, yeah, you could be an American Idol. Yeah. 
They don't tell you that, okay, you be American Idol, but meanwhile, we count this money under the table. Meanwhile, even if you don't win, you sign the contract, which means that we're gonna put you on a tour with the rest of the with the rest of the winners and the losers, which means that you can't have your own career. I'll give you a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson, who I'm a huge fan of, I love that girl. Because Kelly, when her first album came out, you know, I did what it was supposed to do, you know, sold a couple million copies or whatever have you, but mm-hmm. then she wanted to break away from American Idol management. Mm-hmm. She said, no, I'm tired of just doing what um what y'all want me to do. I want to kind of go in this direction. And they told her, you won't make it without us. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, since you've been gone, I don't think I have to tell you how big that song was. No that was the first album she did under the new management and her having a little bit more control. That second album sold more than her first album. Enough said. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. No. Yeah, and I think that's just almost a new phase of what people will call like the politics of the business, the industry role, you know, for the eighty scenario where you might get entrapped and you know not even know what's gonna happen. And with the American Idol machine, um, definitely Kelly Clarkson was a good mention, and to a slight degree Jennifer Hudson because people were kind of trying to play her out. And, yeah, yeah, Jennifer you know, Hudson. She's just someplace else. Totally now. honest with you, mm-hmm. she's actually the most successful and I say this I mean because people fail to realize that here's a girl that they did not consider an American Idol even though her and um and Fantasia went neck to neck thank God that they're friends but the thing about it was that you know Fantasia won her career went the way it goes going is doing pretty good Jennifer Hudson went back to Chicago to do what she normally did and tried out for a role in which she never was an actress she never had any acting experience Mm-hmm. This girl is an Oscar winner, a Golden Globe winner, and a Grammy winner, and she never won American Idol. Enough said. You know what I mean? So there, there you go. You don't necessarily need to get that particular cosign to be hot and, and make a living. Why my, I wrote the song because I wanted to show people. You know, even just I think the first two lines of the chorus itself. I don't want to be an American Idol because at the end of the day, it's just another stupid title. It doesn't have anything to do with a person's. Worth the ability to to um to do music, and when people get caught up in the hype of all that, that's how they lose out. You know, no doubt, no doubt. And um, again, just throughout the album, you know, there's some hot business there. We got wishing you were here. You know, oh, the man, love experience. That's, 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 that's a constant favorite. They love when I do that live. You know, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that um, what you mentioned, which is a good thing, like. You can see in your mind these songs being performed live, like it's not studio magic, because we know how studio magic can go oh, in the lab, yeah. <laughs> where it's like, all right, somebody done, done tweaked the hell out of you to, to even sound this way, and you got the best studio musicians and engineers money can buy, and you know it's nice to have that, but talent's not there. Mm, that's that you know, is what it is. That's right, and that's one of the main reasons why I've always just prided myself. In, you know, the fact that I played more than one instrument, you know, I was always developing and learning and, and getting better at it. So I just really knew that if I did it the way, I mean, hey, Prince did it, Stevie Wonder did it, Lee Travis does it, why can't I do it? And, and I think that was the reason why a lot of the industry couldn't deal with me because of the fact that it's hard to kind of tell somebody who can really, really do it all in the studio that they have to do it this way. And then when you got people who are really, really loving the album, then you know it's like you can't you can't really argue with that person you can't no doubt no doubt because i'm sure you know people have run up on you and try to put you into a box oh my god i mean the funny thing about that is that um you know when i first put my band together 
the whole idea was to destroy the stereotype of a black man. Simply because of the mm. fact that usually, you know, and I mean, of course, as y'all know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and just New York melting pot musically in general is mm-hmm. that mostly all the black bands are hired. Why? Because there's this big assumption that every black band in New York, all they do is play funk and R&B. We can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Hip hop, they won't allow. And then if they catch you doing anything in resembles to um, heavy metal, if it's not the basic components like jazz or blues, they don't want to hear you. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the whole deaf ear thing. So of course, me being an all-around artist through the veins of hip-hop, because hip-hop is my culture. I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in, in that realm of that. The only difference between me and the average hip-hop kid is that I came from a family of musicians. So even though I was already in the new, my mind and my soul was already being fed old school. Well, so yeah. I understood it more. You know what I mean? So it's just really like a, a, a thing where um, I really wanted to destroy the stereotype and not be put in a box on, on anything because it's almost like, you know, I would come up on stage, you know, with my jeans and my sneakers on and the first thing they say is like, oh, he's one of those hip-hop guys. But then when I put the guitar around my neck mm-hmm. and not play just three or four chords and they see me really playing a, 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 a blistering guitar solo mm-hmm. and the fact that I just did a split, oh, he really did that. Oh, my God. And we were, I'm not going to lie, we really wanted to cause that. I'm, I'm from the school of Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's called Getting Your Attention. No doubt, so when no we, doubt. When we, when we get the dynamics on stage, it makes people want to get into what we do. So we just come out, start jamming. Yeah, we are the person who folks. That's boring. I just, I never, you know, I'm from that arena, but I wanted to get out of that so bad from my own stuff. I just really wanted to give people a show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what it boils down to. So, you know, I'm the wrong person trying to put in the box. The Brooklyn Earth Scorpio does not like boxes at all. Now I can dig that And people who can um, Check your YouTube clips Can see that as well Like you know You're not getting that kid just stands on stage You're just there like Really? Why am I even here right now? Because you're doing yeah, well, Nothing yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's incredible Because I mean You know the, um, the last clip That I just did recently With me dancing Is actually So far Has the most views Out of all the clips That I put up And it's crazy Because I never thought that you know that that clip would get as much attention and as much conversation because you know I done put up so many clips of me um, playing bass and playing guitar and showing people how I wrote the songs on my album which I think is very important too because at least now people can go to my um, YouTube page and can see that okay there's no stu- there's no studio studio trickery going on like this dude really plays and he's telling us how he wrote the song like what was the inspiration behind it mm-hmm. what, I, I even break down which chords I play so if a guitar player is watching it he can learn how to play my song which also spreads the word on the Planet 12 oh, yeah like yeah. It, 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 always that's always the, 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 that's always the common goal when you're doing good PR and I'm a firm believer in that if it's good PR and people are really hearing what you got to say and the music is talking, why not? You know, use it to your advantage. No doubt. And since we've been talking so much about the Planet 12 Syndrome, what was the inspiration behind, I guess, that title and the theme? Well, I mean, to understand that, you have to understand how Planet 12 got started. Planet 12 was started pretty much um, out of partly frustration, you know, me growing up, you know, 12, 13 years old, growing up in a in a very hood environment and not so much you know frustrated with my hood I actually love my hood but it was really the musical landscape even at that time and it's funny because you know you think back to that era a little bit 
and you say, well, there was some great stuff going on. You know, there were tremendous great stuff going on, and you know, in the, in the early '90s, mid '90s, or whatever happened. But mm-hmm. there was still a lot of stories not being told, and there were still some people who weren't really, really going there. Mm-hmm. At least from where I stood, because yeah, I remember I'm a musician. So um, the Plantel concept came together because of my love for two of the greatest things that God ever invented, which is science fiction and music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a big science fiction writer. You know, Carl Sagan is my favorite writer. Right. Um, I read The Cosmos when I was about 13. It opened my mind. And then on the musical forefront, um, the number one album that changed my life forever was um, Parliament's Mothership Connection. And that's the album where George is on top of the UFO. Mm-hmm. And he got his legs, you know, he's looking all crazy with his face painted. And then the crazy part is that on the back of that album, the UFO is in the ghetto. It's in the, it's in the Detroit alleyway. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave me my vision. I'm like, see, George, yeah, he was weird, he was crazy, he was alien, alien out, but him showing you the, the UFO land of the hood showed you that he still had his foot in the streets. No doubt. And all that stuff he was talking on Parliament, he was talking street lingo. You know, P-Funk, Uncut Funk, The Bomb, like all that stuff is slang words. It was pretty much him talking in the language of the street, but putting it through music and putting a vision behind it. I always say that um, James Brown created the funk, Slime the Family Stone diversified the funk mm-hmm. and George couldn't make funk religion. Word. That's that's the analogy. If you look at if you look at it that way, you'll understand why those three entities will always be connected with each other. So um I put two of those worlds together and I created Planet Twelve and as most people know, there are twelve notes of music. Mm-hmm. My style of music and all the musical choices that I made growing up as a kid, you know, they would be like, Lord, listen to MC five? You like that stuff. Mm-hmm. You like the Beatles? You know, it was almost, I mean, not every kid did that to me, but like some of the kids would be like, hey, you like all the Beatles stuff? And they couldn't really hate me or not me because they would go to my house and they would see I had all the latest stuff. You know, I had the Slick Ray tape, Coogee Rap is my favorite MC. So mm-hmm. I had all the stuff that we was already listening to, but then there's that other side of my record collection where they're like, hmm, who's Frank Zappa? No doubt. <laughs> like, who, no doubt. Who, 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 who are these people? And it's just pretty much my diverse taste in music. So it always made me feel like musically I was on my own planet. So put planet and put 12 together. And that's how the whole concept came about. Planet 12 Syndrome is just the, the fever. You know, the people loving the way I sing, people loving the songs, mm-hmm. people loving the way we do the shows, people love the way I speak my mind and how I represent the Scorpios and, and how I'm you know, aiming to, to put Brooklyn, to keep Brooklyn on the map in the tradition of Jay-Z and, and, and Biggie and Big Daddy King and all the other great people who are from my ballroom so um you know it just really that's that's what plants all about plants all is about individuality this is just it's just about being who you are musically and not making you apologize for it so you know true indeed and definitely not a bad place to be in any way shape or form at all and um from just this um work alone we definitely see there's a lot of great things that are going to be continuing to go on for you because you know great things have already happened and you know we want to have a continuation with that um with your career and more great music and good vibes and all of that type of stuff now after seeing all these clips and youtube things finding out you got your music license on a whole bunch of shows with everything oh, from yeah. real world to all of that <laughs> thank god for that and um, thank god for that <laughs> that's a money stream that people really sleep on in the music industry don't sleep on that there's some independent artists i know who eat lovely off of that 
and see, and I'm so, this why I, I love you, because, you know, I, I have the same attitude as well, and a lot of people, you know, once again, it goes back to what I said earlier, resume and reputation is everything. Now, the 20, you know, I went from literally having one song on the MTV, The Real World for Hollywood, mm-hmm. it went from that to growing into a, a collection of 28 songs that are being played on various networks from, you know, VH1, Bravo, A&E, Oxygen, um, mm-hmm. you know, NBA channels that use my music for, um, for background sports clips. So it, it's just really, it, it's, a, it's a blessing because, you know, I really got into licensing by accident and, out, and once again out of frustration because I had just filed my, my publishing deal with CSAC and I felt that some of the cats there, they weren't moving fast enough for my other half. So one day my DJ, bought me this book called Musicians Alice, which is pretty much the the directory of all the record label supervisor stuff. And that took one day and I totally went in. I emailed probably over four hundred people, almost lost my AOL account. Mm-hmm. And out of those four hundred people, three people responded and one of them happened to be Bunner Murray, which owns M T V and the rest is history. And the supervisor became a fan of mine. You gotta remember, they, they get anywhere between 5,000 to 6,000 submissions a day. You have, people mm-hmm. have to keep that in mind. So the fact that my stuff was chosen out of out of all these people, and the fact that the supervisor was actually a fan of mine and not just putting it on there because it was good for their TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never forget the phone call. She called my phone and was like, let me throw my shades on, get Hollywood on, get Hollywood on. I'm like, okay. So that means you can listen to the album. You know, and mm-hmm. that, that, that really makes a difference to me. Because it shows you how you're connected and people are really, really listening. So even in the world of business, when you when you have that reputation, you doing stuff, you know, it just really, really, you know, it, it helps. It really, really helps. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And um, I think sometimes people get it confused as well, like, you can make that behind the scenes stuff and one of the things I think that's great with your example with both your album and uh, licensing and being able to perform with different people as well as have your own band is that you've kept your artistic creativity intact you can eat and keep your creative integrity intact I think that message gets messed up a lot right now especially um, I would just say in the realm of mainstream music I can't even say quote unquote I hate the term but quote unquote urban music or whatever that you can do you and you know do all right i mean everybody can of course always grow on multiple levels but you know just i mean literally on your website in like five paragraphs you got like a resume that says damn you know what i'm saying like straight up and down like <laughs> thank you like that like that's some real business yeah. keep that integrity i mean you said it best i really i pride myself in that i, I die before i lose any of my creativity that's just not happening i really and look at all the fans I got. Look at the people who love what I do. So why would I stop doing me now? True indeed. True indeed. Now, what's um up next for you? I mean, we know the album's rocking well. Um, I see you've been getting your live performance on lately. Which, as a matter of fact, I need to find out when your next show is around the NYC area, DC area, whenever that gets booked. But um, what's up next with you? What what else can we see coming from your corner um this year and beyond? Oh, well, um, you know, the second album's already almost finished, so that's pretty much in the way from the, the mixtape called The St. Mark's Avenue Chronicles will be out in probably early April. Uh-huh. Um, there's so much stuff going on, and, and I'm, I'm a, I've always been a person that just, you know, as much as I acknowledge my accomplishments, I never, ever 
stay in this. I never ever stay in the same lane. I never stay in the same lane before. So it's just, you know, doing the, doing the same lane is always trying to please other people. When I'm just all about pleasing the fans. And when you please the fans, mm-hmm. um, that's what counts. That's what really counts. So it's just really having doing um doing everything that you're supposed to do even when it comes to music so I, I refuse to lose on that it's just it's really important to me and the fans do matter you know and see i take my time out as much as i can to, to joke with them and work out with them and have fun with them because they really shows love and support mm-hmm. and why would i change anything i'm doing musically now no doubt, it, just, no it, doubt. It, it, would, it would it would totally not make any sense to try to do something that I'm totally against. So when I say BS is BS, they're looking for me to show the world. If it's BS, show us what real music is, and that's you know because you get challenges like that. You know people will challenge you mm-hmm. when when you do that. You know when you say stuff like that, they're gonna see where you at. And I, I think I've had a lot more non-believers convert. Mm-hmm. You know, over the last six or seven months since the album came out. So that that's also a good sign too because the most I think the, the greatest compliments I get and it's on a normal basis is the ones that always say to me, I was not into hip hop until I heard your album. Word up. And that's deep because you know, for and this is not just white people either. People be thinking like, Oh, white people I'm like, No, it's there's some black folks that don't like hip hop either. You can't stereotype that. It's really you know, the older black folks always had a problem with hip hop and I think you know that. I mean from the mm-hmm. time it started, you know, to them that's not music. Mm-hmm. And you know, and for most white folks it was like, We're not even paying any mind. We know this ain't gonna last but a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's always a blessing when I do when I do a show and I get a middle aged, you know, white or black guy or girl coming up to me saying that they love the show. I'm going to come see us again. Where can we buy your album? This is very different than the norm. Uh-huh. You know, that means a lot to me. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. True indeed. True indeed. Now, for people who want to book you, for music artists who, you know, are about it, who want to do some collabos with you, um, people who want to buy your projects, whatever, can you give them from your mouth the um, best contacts and websites, social media, and all that good stuff? Absolutely. Um, Planet 12 World at AOL.com They can contact me for, for bookings, collabs, production work Whatever they may need or, or interested And yes, I do charge <laughs> Yes, please please don't come up to people talking about that Yo, I, I need that track, son I'm going I'm to pay you $50 for a beat I'm not going to be responsible for that, okay? No, no I, I can't I can't. Is, <laughs> no, 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 tell people I'm like, you know, in in, in most jurisdictional state of minds when you're doing music, you know, people forget that word. It's called music business. Mm, word up. And that's the end of the day. And I, and I work with people. Just, just so to be honest, I work with people. And I, I'm the kind of person I'll meet you halfway as long as you come at me correct. But um, <laughs> Plans for World at AOL.com, they can reach me there, definitely. All right, all right. And I'm happy to say for the website before, it's Planet 12 Law The 12 is just the number 12 Planet 12 Law One word dot com Twitter is the um, Twitter.com Planet, Planet 12 Law And you know Reach out And definitely You know Check things out Right on the um, main website You can automatically Check a few songs Through the play You got the iTunes link You got the Amazon link um, You can check this bio Everything is right In, in, in the mix You go to people's websites And 
it's like 20 million things before you get to what you're trying to get to mm-hmm. and it's nice and clean too like some of these websites i'm like you keep making my my google chrome crash i'm not beat for all that either you know no 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 i had to make sure my stuff was totally clean so and you see the youtube link so if you're just there like man this sounds nice but i don't know this cat could, could be could be playing people you'll see the live youtube links up on there and um yeah definitely as we always say support quality talent whether it's independent or mainstream because you know people put on their work and effort and like putting your work and effort in any other type of situation you know people have to eat and Absolutely. studio time ain't free and we all pay some form of you know thing with where we stay and Absolutely. you know we, we need to eat and all that type of jazz so definitely you know you like the tunes pull out some money and i'm the first one to say if it's whack don't pull out no money you know put that away gas is high right now around the way it's 350 so i can perfectly understand if you don't like some music <laughs> real talk that's like about three gallons in my tank right now and i drive a little rust bucket so that's a little upsetting so you know right from the gate you know planet 12 syndrome you know, grab up that iTunes card or Amazon card or whatever you want to do if you want to keep your your fundage together in case you're worried about the conglomerates grabbing up the money. And, you know, support a quality project. You're going to get, as has been said, a full diverse mix of music from the rock to the funk, hip-hop, jazz, all types of biz. And it's organic. It's not an artificial-feeling project. Everything flows nice and smooth, and it's worth your listen. So... Um, I guess here, since we've gone through so much stuff, um, I guess if you have any um, shouts out or good last words to give to the people before we get into a few more tracks. Absolutely. <laughs> um, just, you know, look out for Planet 12 and LAW. I mean, it's pretty much the syndrome is spreading and, you know, all whiteness will be eliminated when they start letting folks like me in there, you know, and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of our soldiers out there you know, giving great music. And I also want to say, um, rest in peace to Mark Adams from 70s Group Slave. We lost him mm. over the weekend. You know, one of the greatest, most innovative bass players. I mean, you know, you hear songs like um, Watching You and um, Just a Touch of Love and all that stuff, and you hear that man's bass playing, man. That was the driving force behind that group. So we, we lost another funk soldier. You know, once again, this is what I do this for. It's not just about, you know, the music, you know, being there. We, I do this really for all of the soldiers who are still here performing and even the ones who have passed on. You know, I, at my shows, I always tell people, you know, come out and see us. But whenever Al Green or somebody comes to town, go see them too. See them, see them while they're here and recognize why they are who they are. No you know, doubt. so that's what it's all about. Support live music, support real music, support real hip hop, because we are the last of a dying breed. No doubt, no doubt. Perfect word to close out and perfect word to slide into a few more of the Planet 12 Syndrome tracks. And y'all know where we're at right now. This is the syndicated Fusebox Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah just wrapping up a great interview with Law. And we're going to keep it moving here. All right. Peace. Where I'm from, where you live by the 
got the gun and if you come around you better hope that we know you Brooklyn's notorious don't let me have to show you how we get it popping from block to block hoping that we don't sell rocks to undercover cops if you want good cheesecake juniors is the spot the best pizza shop and even Chinese restaurants like corner store bodegas they make the best heroes and if you ain't swagging you an absolute zero you can get a meal for less than four dollars if you feel me then holla 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 Invented the way you use your slang words slang And how words. to tell you when you're getting on our damn nerves And then you wonder why your face is in the dirt Take a real good look at my shirt oh, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, Brooklyn This man was made in Brooklyn, Brooklyn I was born and raised in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Where from? Brooklyn Where from? Brooklyn Al Capone was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Michael Jordan was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn It's the home of Biggie Smalls, Pissy Hall Projects, Respect, Hustlers Who Ball. It's the home of the original Dodgers, Crackheads and Nagging Baby Mamas, and Black Absentee Fathers. Home of Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand, the same barber that's responsible for Mike Tyson. Jazz Sport on the bat, polo on the sleeve. Boot camp click started Timberlands and Fatigue. The home of Spike Lee, the birthplace of David Blaine. Daddy Yo, Dana, Dana, even Big Daddy Kane. Pentecostal preachers and Muslims with the bow ties. Tomahawks, G-Seps, face heads and low lives. Crown Heights, Bed-Stuy. Brownsville and Fort Green, Flatbush, Bushwick, East New York City, Vincent Hurst, Canarsie, Brooklyn Heights is downtown, can't forget Rat Hook because they put it down, it's the home of Foxy Brown, Little Kim and Mano, the birthplace of Chachi, aka Scott Bayo, the home of Ralph Crandon, aka Jackie Gleason, happy police this season, harassing for no reason, the home of Rusty Jokes, and my boys do a lot, peace to the ones who survive and the ones who die, Tim Rockefeller, Divine, Man Man, and Punk, OGB, Humsey, rest in peace for love, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, this man was made in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, where from Brooklyn, where from Brooklyn, Buster Rhymes was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Sam Judah was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, GBMD go rest in peace, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, where from Brooklyn, where from Brooklyn, goes Brooklyn, Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. Dance floor alert, dance floor alert. Yo, yo, and when you hear the beat drop, you know it's time to get it cracking. Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, money making Manhattan, Staten Island is in there. Long down is in there. Jones Beach, get it popping, girlies with the swimwear. Doesn't matter where you're from, the middle class suburbs or the project slums. So to all the party people that want to advance to LA, Dub is gonna show you a brand new dance. Have you ever been riding on the train in New York and you noticed that everyone likes to walk all up and down in between the cars, showing off like true ghetto superstars? And you couldn't even tell if the cast was low because they. The outfits like a fashion show And this kind of thing been going on for quite too long So you know I had to put it in a song Check it out now All my dudes, show me what you got If you know you got style and the cakes are hot Then walk the train car, yeah. walk the train car yeah. Everybody walk the train car yeah. And to all my chicks with the flashy clothes And you're looking real good from your head to your toes Then walk the train car, yeah. walk the train car yeah. Everybody walk the train car Yo, I ain't gonna 
fun, I do it all the time. The most talented kid just loves to shine. New balances, walk along the course the floor. While my white gold chain swings back and forth. Chicks looking real hard, cause they like my clothes. A male version of Madonna when I strike a pose. Pedicure, open toes, I'm scoping those. So they better look good out in the open, yo. And fellas, make sure your gear is clean. Chris White t-shirt with designer jeans. You don't gotta wear street clothes all the time. Wear the best three-piece suit that money can buy. And you'll get even more girls than you can stand. Cause there ain't nothing better than the sharp-dressed man. Believe me when I tell you if you follow the plan. She'll be writing down her number in the palm of your hand, man. All my dudes, show her what you got. If you know you got style and your kicks are hot. Then walk the train car, yeah. walk the train car. Yeah. Everybody walk the train car. Yeah. It's all my chicks with the flashy clothes. And you're looking real good from your head to your toes. Then walk the train car, walk the train car. Everybody walk the train car. Everybody just slide. Like the metro card you own. Just slide. Like Mars Day and Jerome. Everybody just slide. Like the metro card you own. Just slide. Like Mars Day and Jerome. Getting ready for your nine to five. Starting on the Monday. Walking the train car as if it was a runway. But don't walk fast and make a mistake. Cause you'll be on the floor when the conductor hits the brakes. And you'll feel real embarrassed when the people stare. Some others might laugh out loud and don't care. But that's just the way it goes when you walk the train car. So everybody walk the train car. Come on. All my dudes, show them what you got. If you know you got style and your kicks are hot. Then walk the train car. Walk the train car. Everybody walk the train car. Come on. to all my chicks with the flashy clothes. And you're looking real good from your head. To your toes, then walk the train car. Yeah, All right, train car. Let's do it. Walk the train car. Just slide. Like the metro card you own. Just slide. Like Mama's Day and Jerome. Hey, let it just slide. Like the metro card you own. Just slide. Like Mama's Day and What's up, everybody? It's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effects. That's right, the jump off. Your hottest daily dose of entertainment and college news brought to you by the Black University Radio Network. And all I want to say is follow us. That's right, twitter.com front slash black college. And on today's show, I'll talk about the health risk of milk. That's right, I said we will talk about the health risk of milk. They say milk does a body good. Not cow's milk, and I'll break that down with facts. And water is the essence of life. It's the single most important nutrient on the planet, bar none. So why don't we drink enough of it? We'll explore that and producer-actor Brian White of the hot new play Traveling the Country, Why My Husband Don't Know. (laughs) We'll break the title down, y'all. And look out for the Pitbull Black College Spring Tour hitting campuses this April. And the Pitbull Energy Drink Party Bus will be on campus. All you got to do to check that out is visit hiphopbev.com and burn1.biz to get the campus schedule. Let's go to Vegas featuring Snoop Dogg. It's the hot new singer blazing clubs and mixtapes across the country. Bright lights, big cars, big smoke from cigars. Get yours. True Vision Media Group CEO and artist Dollface, repping Baltimore, Maryland, is ready to turn the heat up on the music industry this spring with her hot lead single, Simply Titled, featuring Snoop Dogg. If you wanna take bets for the thrill, I get it, but I know better than to foolishly bet all my love in my heart on my head. I think 
Dollface's hot new single, Let's Go to Vegas, has garnered national airplay and is available now on iTunes. Download Dollface's hot new single, Let's Go to Vegas, featuring Snoop Dogg, on her official site, dollfacemusic.com, and follow her at twitter.com front slash dollfacemusic. A substantial body of scientific evidence raised concerns about health risks that rise from cow's milk products. These problems relate to the protein, sugar, fat, and contaminants in dairy products and the inadequacies of whole cow's milk used for infant nutrition. Studies show health risks from milk consumption are greatest for infants less than one year of age, in whom whole cow's milk can contribute to deficiencies in several nutrients, including iron, essential fatty acids, and vitamin E. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommended that infants under one not receive whole cow's milk. Several reports have linked insulin-dependent diabetes is related to specific protein found in dairy products. This form of diabetes usually begins during childhood. It is the leading cause of blindness and contributes to heart disease, kidney damage, and amputations due to poor circulation. It has long been noted in many scientific studies that there is a strong correlation between the use of dairy products and the incident of diabetes. There is a report that cow's milk protein stimulates the production of antibodies, which in return destroys the insulin-producing pancreas cells. It is also a report that cow's milk protein stimulates the production of antibodies, which in return destroys the insulin-producing pancreatic cells. Check it out. We caught up with the producer and lead actor of the hot new play, What My Husband Don't Know, Mr. Brian White. Now, the play and name is Turning Heads Nationally. Now, here's Brian breaking down the play. What's good, fam? I play Paul. Um, You know, David's a very deep uh, writer. He's a very strong writer. He writes layered, complex, uh, thought-provoking material. And uh, we're in sort of a love triangle, if you will. Uh, Myself, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, um, and Clifton Davis. People see him in any given Sunday, and amen. He's her husband, um, and he's my boss. And I aspire to be like him. He has the world, the beautiful wife, the huge houses, the construction company, and he's become arrogant, you know, uh, about you know who he is, and just says, "This is how you have it." And he starts teaching me, kind of takes me under his wing, and says, "You know, if you want what you want, if you see what you want, take it." And that's how the world works. And I take him literally at his word, and uh, it creates a little, uh, a little conflict that uh, gets resolved uh, in this play um, as I arrive at their home to do work hired by the husband and uh, my my duty or my charge is to fix all the problems in his house that's brian white and the play is what my husband doesn't know is traveling across the country and yes you can follow him on twitter that's twitter.com front slash brian white thanks for your time fam Water is the essence of life. It's the single most important nutrient in our bodies, bar none, making up roughly 70% of our muscles and brain tissue. Only oxygen is craved by the body more than water. Then why do we put so little regard on such a powerful life force? Unfortunately, most Americans do not consume significant water daily to meet their body's most basic requirements, leaving them dehydrated. Dehydration alone is responsible for a wide range of common ailments experienced by just about everyone in today's busy, fast-paced world. The most common two are headaches and fatigue. When we breathe, we lose moisture to the air. Every time we exhale as much as two cups of water per day. The human body loses 10 cups of water per day. If you fail to replenish the water, we lose daily throughout natural processes. We set off a psychological reaction in the body that can cause serious health risk. 
The easiest way to help the body fight is to simply drink six to eight glasses of water per day. Hey, are you tired of those same old energy drinks with bad taste? Make a switch to Pitbull Energy Drink with a guaranteed no aftertaste. Pitbull offers more energy with ginseng and vitamins B6 and B12. With a ginger ale, lemon lime flavor, Pitbull meets the consumer's demand for better tasting and healthier energy products with a guaranteed no aftertaste. Make a switch to Pitbull Energy Drink. Pitbull offers more energy with ginseng and vitamins B6 and B12. With a ginger ale, lemon lime flavor, Pitbull meets the consumer's demand for better tasting and healthier energy products. For more information on Pitbull energy drinks, bars, and mixes, visit their website at hiphopbev.com. That's hiphopbev.com. Online orders available at hiphopbev.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. It's a wrap. Until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, LeBar Blackman. You're listening to Direct Effects, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Radio.
of the builders of your streets. Black people, send this to your cotton money. I am hip hop. Heavy metal for the black people. I am rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Been here forever. They just ain't let you know. I say Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Huh. Chuck Berry is rock and roll. Rock and roll. Right. You may dig on the Rolling Stones, but they ain't come up with that style on their own. Uh-uh. Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. No. Little Richard is rock and roll. Rock and roll. Right. You may dig on the Rolling Stones, but they ain't come up with that shit on their own. Uh-huh. Guess that's just the way it go. Steal my clothes and try to say they yo. Yes, they do. Business is so filled with pimps and hoes. Trying to take everything that you made in control. There they go. Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Bo Diddley is rock and roll. You made it go on the Rolling Stones. But they ain't the first place the credit belongs to. Oh, oh, don't take it. Oh, we go back to the Oh, don't take it. Oh, we go back to the But I don't be trying to fuck with Limp Bizkit When I get down to my zone I be rocking bad brains and fishbone I ain't trying to slow your groove But that ain't the way I'm trying to move I don't turn on corn and get it on I be playing Jimmy Hendrix at the dawn That's my world's phone Sitting up on my front lawn Got the volume turned to 10 Playing Albert King the rest of the day When I'm rolling in the cooker, got to turn on some jolly hooker. When I'm on some rock and roll, go to Otis Redding to give some soul. James Brown got plenty of soul. James Brown likes to rock and roll. He can do all the shit for show. The Elvis Presley could never know. Kenny G ain't got no soul. Sean Coltrane is rock and roll. You may dig on the Rolling Stones, they can never ever rock like Nina Simone. Say, whoa, don't take it. Oh, we go back to the show. Oh! 
talked to old Lim, and old Lim said, they weigh the cotton, they store the corn. We only good enough to work the roads. They run the commissary, they keep the books. We got to be grateful for being cheated. Whippersnapper clerks call us out of our name. We got to say, Mr. Spindlin' boy, they make our figures turn Somerset. We buck in the middle, set. Thank you, sir. They don't come by ones. They don't come by two. But they come by ten. They got the judges. They got the lawyers. They got the jury rolls. They got the law. They don't come by ones. They got the sheriffs. They got the deputies. They don't come by two. They got the shotguns. They got the ropes. We get the justice in the end. And they come by ten. They fist stay closed. Their eyes look straight. Our hands stay open. Our eyes must fall. They don't come by one. They got the manhood. They got the courage. They don't come by two. We got the slang around hangtail hounds. The bunnies from the dogs. The bunnies from the men. They come by ten. I had a buddy. Six for the man. Muscle up perfect game to the heart. They don't come by one. I worked and I fought any man or two men. They don't come by two. He spoke out a turn at the commissary to give him a day to get out the county. He didn't take it. He said come and get me and they come and got it. And they came by ten. He stayed there in the county. He laid it there. They don't come by ones. They don't come by two. But they come by ten. Right here on the fuse box radio.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
to them, they said, they didn't know who we was. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what you gotta do? What's up? Tell all the people over there, tell them who the fuck we are!
listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
gonna blow up the air grenade. Not the drones. Surely you don't think you can escape from this island. It depends on how reasonable we're all willing to be. All I want is the girl. Just blow it up! Going back to God. All your life has been spent in pursuit of archaeological relics. Inside the Ark are treasures beyond your wildest aspirations. You want to see it open as well as I. Indiana, we are simply passing through history. This, this is history. Do as you will. Life is getting kinda harder, begging 
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
think you'll agree, it's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.